Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. This is Dan Cassetta, your host, with a solo episode today about building confidence. One of my favorite songs from when I was a teenager has this line, I'm not quite what I thought I was, but then again, I'm maybe more. I've been reminded of this quote many times in my life. Whenever I encounter a challenge that turns out to be bigger than I am in the moment, whenever I struggle, whenever I fail, I'm not quite what I thought I was. But then again, I'm maybe more. The struggle reveals my opportunities and inspires me to learn more and work to improve myself and my results. And through self-confidence, I have the expectations that I will succeed. I have the willingness to work and the inspiration to persist in the face of challenge. And so through these struggles, I become more. I'm not quite what I thought I was, but then again, I'm maybe more. And so are you. Anyone who's listening to this recording is so much more. That's why you're here listening right now. You see, the losers in life wouldn't listen to this stuff. They don't have the time. They'd rather be watching TV and they can't get anything out of this junk anyway. But the winners know better. The winners know that every new skill improves their life, that learning is the key to success and happiness, and that investing in their own development is the best use of their time. You see, life always goes like this, opportunity mixed with difficulty. It's gone that way where I live in San Jose, California, and it's gone that way in New York. It's gone that way in British Columbia and the District of Columbia. It's gone that way in San Diego and Seattle, in Chicago and Austin, in Miami and Boston, and every place else. And so what causes success? The answer, we do. If you're wondering when things in your life will change, they'll change when you change. Things will get better when you get better. Jim Rohn taught me this, better is not something you wish for, better is something you become. And I know that if you're listening, that you want to become great, that you want to achieve your goals in the year ahead. And maybe you feel like you need a little more confidence. So I wanted to talk about building self-confidence in this episode today. 
Why is that so important? Confidence. Seems like it's a common thread among successful people. If you think of all the most successful people you've met, they all seem to have this confident air about them. I think of recent guests on this podcast, people like Dane Espigard, Damian Scott, Shelby Wildgust, Chris Gehring, Peter Vu, all display great confidence. I talked with Amir Habash about this in our recent episode. How do you develop confidence? Where does it come from? Well, I've got a few ideas for today. First, an obvious place that confidence comes from is from success experiences. When you do something well, it builds confidence. I've had a number of success experiences that built on each other throughout my life. When I was a kid, I was a late bloomer athletically, but I was an early reader. And that led me to some significant success experiences as a child. I was always very good academically. And when classes started to be separated around fifth grade, I was always in the higher group. I mentioned in episode number 100, which is where John Berghoff interviewed me for this podcast, that I was the subject of a study on precocious children when I was in seventh grade. And I always seemed to do really well on tests. So I had these success experiences at school, which led me to feel like I could succeed at things that were outside the realm of physical ability. If it didn't require some sort of height or weight or strength, if it was a learning thing, I felt like I could do well. Vector was another one of those things. I viewed selling Cutco much like I did school. And the test was my results. Every sale was a success experience. And then being asked to help others and eventually speak at meetings and then promotions into management All of these experiences built my confidence. And this continued into winning the branch manager Silver Cup and then becoming a top district manager and onwards. The thing about success experiences is that you don't have them if you don't put yourself in the game. You have to give yourself the chance to have success experiences by trying things, by redefining failure as a part of the learning process so that it doesn't slow you down, and by always striving to get better. Now, related to this is a second way you gain confidence is from learning, from becoming an expert in something, from becoming great at something. Every new skill makes us feel more valuable, more capable, and feel better about ourselves. So it's so important to seek out consistent opportunities to learn. Things like listening to audios like this or reading good material, asking questions whenever you encounter a challenge and you have successful people around you, or when you find a topic you're interested in, digging in and learning about that, researching about it and following the different rabbit holes to learn more and more. All of this helps make us feel more capable and more confident. If you're in Vector Cutco, you're most likely in the mode of consistent learning because that's just what we do. Think about what the people in your peer group, though, who are outside of Vector, think about what they're doing at this very moment, right? Most of them are not 
engaged in learning right now. So who's moving faster in the right direction? The answer is pretty obvious. You know, we may have had a worker shortage in the past year or so, but the opposite is what's going to happen in the future. In the years ahead, the number of college graduates will far outpace the number of great jobs that are available. And so those who will stand out are those who are always learning and developing new skills. So what are you doing to continually learn? I'm grateful that you've chosen to listen to this podcast as one answer to that question, and I hope you have other answers as well. A third place confidence comes from is your imagination. Your imagination. Napoleon said, imagination rules the world. Einstein put it more simply. He said, imagination is the world. Because you see, the way you picture your world, the way you perceive it, that is the world in which you live. Did you ever play Let's Pretend as a kid? My children are always imagining these detailed, vivid scenarios in their play. And that is a powerful tool to be able to have the ability to imagine. Imagining what you want in advance is actually a remarkable way to build your confidence. It's almost as good as real experience. In fact, the mind cannot tell the difference between a real experience and one that is vividly imagined in detail. There's a story of a colonel named George Hall, who was a POW, a prisoner of war in Vietnam for five and a half years in solitary confinement. To pass the time in his cell, he played a round of golf every day. He played it in every detail. And any of you that play golf know that with the courses that you play regularly, you, you can re- remember all of the holes and how they lay out and you know everything about it. And he would play his favorite courses in his mind every single day for five and a half years. When he got out of Vietnam, he was emaciated. He weighed 117 pounds down from something around 170 of his normal weight. And yet, despite being emaciated and weak, he came back from Vietnam and shortly after returning was invited to play a pro-am golf tournament in New Orleans. He shot a 76, which was exactly on track with his four handicap. After the round, people were congratulating him on how great he had done. And he jokingly said, are you kidding me? I never three-putted a green in five and a half years. Did you see how I messed up that one? He did so well after coming back. It was was an amazing achievement. Think about how you can use visualization to accelerate your success. Related to imagination is this, which is another key to building confidence. It's acting the part. Acting the part until it becomes you. Acting your way into being. Think about how confident people are If somebody asked you that question, what are some of the traits of how confident people act? Well, they hold their heads high. They shake your hand firmly. They make a good first impression. They look you in the eye. They relish challenges. They have a can-do attitude, right? You give a problem to somebody who's confident. What do they say? No problem. I got this. Let's take it on. Let's go. Well, There's lessons to be learned in acting that way. Act as if you were a top achiever. Act as if you were an all-American. Act 
as if you were a leader. Act as if you were a champion. Act as if, and you will become more confident. Think about what are some ways of being that you can adopt now to act the part of who you want to become. That's a good question to journal some ideas on and then implement. What are some ways of being that you can adopt now to act the part of who you want to become? Confidence can also come from unexpected places. An example would be from taking knocks and overcoming challenges. Obstacles force us to become resilient, to find new ways to succeed. And if everything is easy, you actually don't grow in confidence as much. Think of how you feel when you conquer a challenging puzzle or task in your life. There's a surge of confidence that happens. And so it's so important to recognize that when you're in the midst of a challenge and to learn to relish the challenges, right? Change how you view challenges from something that is to be avoided, that is negative, to something that is accelerating your growth. One of my former managers made team shirts one year for their Vector Cutco team. And the shirt said, if it's easy, we don't want it. And I thought that was a great motto to consider as you're striving in your life for goals or things that you want, right? If it's easy, we don't want it. There's no growth that comes from the easy things. So a question you might consider is this, what's something you've been afraid to try or afraid to do that you can actually take on right away? What's something you can do in the coming year, right? That will stretch you and challenge you. What's a goal you can set? Now, one way to get better at handling challenges is the next key to building confidence, which is being a part of something, a part of a supportive atmosphere, a part of a team. And so I ask you to consider who are you around? I love the team aspect of Vector because we're always around ambitious, positive people who are making things happen. And so by the law of association, we become more confident. If you're a part of Vector, I really want to encourage you to immerse into the atmosphere, right? Attend all the functions, whether Zoom or live meetings, workshops, phone jams. When there's team activities or team nights, take part in those things. You build even stronger relationships and learn to utilize the support network that you have. Never be afraid to ask questions, to ask for help. I have a four-year-old, almost five. And you know, when kids become, I think, around three, you start getting the, no, I want to do it myself. They like to do things themselves. And it's great. But I also try to teach them repeatedly, hey, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. That's what people are around you for, to help you. So are you doing that? Who are you around? And how are you leveraging that support network to build your own confidence? And then everyone, I'll say that my last key to building confidence is this. You become more confident when people respect and admire you. 
And so I encourage you to think about this question. What do people respect and admire about you? What do people respect and admire about you? One of the household names in Vector these days is Kyle Lopes. Something I admire about Kyle is his willingness to work. He has described his still relatively new Vector business as being like a startup. And you know, when you have a startup or any new business, you're signing up to work very hard for a relatively short period of time. I say relatively short period of time because you're not signing up to work very hard for your entire life. The goal is to build it so that you then don't have to work as hard. Well, what did you sign up for when you took on your current role? The role you're in right now, whether it's in Vector or someplace else, what did you sign up for? Are you fulfilling the expected level of effort? Are you fulfilling the expected level of achievement? People around you are watching you. And as their admiration for you grows, so will your confidence and your expectations. Because you'll feel more and more like you deserve success. And so work is a part of that. And when you work, someone taught me this a long time ago. I thought it was one of the simplest and most important lessons I've learned. They said, when you work, do these two things. Number one, more of what works. And number two, less of what doesn't. Setting goals works. Drifting along and thinking, I'm just going to do the best I can, doesn't work. Following a system or developing one works. Working with no plan, just winging it, doesn't work. Asking for help from your support network works. Just trying to muscle it without asking for help doesn't. Persistence works while expecting everything to come easy doesn't. And in fact, that's another thing I admire about people, persistence. One of the great leaders I've met in Cutco is a guy named Roman Malik. And Roman taught me this. He said, the line between success and failure is so thin you often don't even notice it. Roman started selling wherever cookware all the way back in 1952. Yes, you heard that right. 70 years ago. <laughs> well, selling cookware was a little harder than selling Cutco knives because it's more of a big ticket item, right? Roman went O for his first 15 presentations. And he almost quit. In fact, as he tells the story, he was going to drive to the office to return his samples and quit before they could fire him. And on the way to the office was the home of a prospect that he had tried to see several times. But in those days, the rules were you got to see both spouses together and they were never both home. But he made one more effort to catch them. They were both home. And he got his first sale. And that led him to 17 sales in a row. And he went on to become one of the greatest achievers that the Cutco business has ever seen. He's also one of the greatest examples of family success and of financial well-being 
that I've ever had the opportunity to meet. He's been married now for almost 70 years, has great kids, owns about a dozen properties throughout California and Nevada. And remember that lesson from Roman, that the line between success and failure is so thin, you often don't even notice it. It's persistence that makes the difference between success and failure. If there was a hot tub with water at 100 degrees and one right next to it with water at 101 degrees, you would not be able to tell the difference. There's almost no difference between water at 100 degrees or 101. But what about 211 versus 212? 211 degree water is really, really hot. But at 212 degrees, it's steam. And steam has been used to power so many giant things in the past. Steam has powered the catapults that launched airplanes from aircraft carriers. 211 degree water can power nothing. But at 212, the steam can launch a jet from zero to over 100 miles per hour almost instantly. Sometimes that's the difference that persistence can make. And there may be somebody listening to this who's teetering right now and wondering where the path may lead you, what's next, if you should hang in there. Your future is being paved at this very moment. And if you go the right way, your future could be paved in gold. I call these your moments of truth. And I've had a few of them in my life and career. What have been yours? Your moments of truth. And how are you sharing those stories to inspire others through your persistence? And how are you demonstrating your work ethic, your effort? When people respect and admire your persistence and your work ethic, your effort, you'll gain more confidence to overcome any challenge. Because once again, what happens is you develop the feeling of deserving it. And that feeling is a very powerful motivator to follow through on your goals. To wrap this up, everyone, your level of confidence and expectation is like the thermostat in your head. You set it high and your achievements will continue to grow. You set it low and even when you succeed, the air conditioner kicks on and brings you back down to where you think you should be. And so to grow your confidence in the year ahead, put yourself in the game so that you can have success experiences. Make learning a part of your daily or weekly habits. Use your imagination to visualize what you want and where you want to go. Follow that up by acting the part until it becomes you. Change how you view challenges from something you dislike to something you not only enjoy, but you relish. Spend time around the people who are uplifting you in your life and earn the respect and admiration of the people around you through your effort and your persistence. I hope these ideas have been helpful today. And if they are, please share them with others. I'm wishing you all the best in the year ahead. Thanks for listening. 
If you got value from today's episode, please share it with others and consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player. Subscribing to the podcast is free and ensures that future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. And to support our podcast sponsors, visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. Changing lives.